Sports, politics, life. Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Online at robertsrobinson.com. In the 24 hours that followed the gang-style shootout at Union Station at the Chiefs Parade on Wednesday, we've come to one conclusion here at Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. The adults in the room will not be allowed to speak and speak the truth. And that's it. It's all going to be repressed. It's going to be omitted, left out, censored. Any word you want to use, it's being done right now. In a news conference on Thursday with Mayor Q and the police chief, not once did they use the word gang or gang-related. Not once did they mention illegal guns. Those are both coming out. They will probably come out either Friday afternoon when nobody pays attention to the news cycle or sometime over the weekend and allowed the country to think that there was a mass shooting in Kansas City like some crazy terrorist went in there. To their credit, on Thursday, they said this was not terrorism and it was not domestic extremism like we thought that's what it was. In absolute insanity that they can name the other things, but they can't say what happened. They can't say three black young black men, two of them were juveniles, were apprehended. It appears to be a gang-related dispute and 500,000 people got caught in the crosshairs because there's gangsters everywhere in Kansas City. The Crips, the Bloods, there's an Hispanic gang now, there are others, and this is all too common. Just, what, a few hundred yards from where this shooting occurred? A few weeks ago, there was a shootout inside Crown Center because it was too cold outside for gang members to shoot each other up, so they went inside Crown Center and started doing it. It is an absolute travesty that we continue to allow this in Kansas City. I don't want to hear one word about gun laws. These are going to be illegal guns. If you have 14-year-olds with AK-style uh, you know, guns, there's no way they legally obtain them. It's just, come on, let's get real here. Gun laws aren't stopping this. What stops this is law enforcement. Strict law enforcement will stop it. And some places you need it more than others. In different parts of our country, different techniques, different applications of how to how to uh, of what you want to emphasize within law enforcement really matter. Like a huge part in rural America right now is you know fentanyl and things getting in in rural America and drug usage things of that nature is killing people. It's not that that's not happening in the city. It is too, but it's actually a really big problem in some rural places in America. In cities, it's gang violence. It's everywhere. The, the real problem with this thing that occurred, we talked about this on a patron podcast on Thursday. The real problem was there's nothing abnormal to what happened. This is Kansas City. The people that are running around saying, that's not my city. This isn't reflect. This is exactly what Kansas City is. This is who we are. It's what we are. We allow gang violence in Kansas City, Missouri. And because it generally doesn't spread to the suburbs, nobody anywhere else is too serious about it. People in Kansas City, Missouri are never serious about anything. The liberals in charge are not serious. And my inbox is filled with a little comment that I made yesterday. My inbox is filled the reaction from you that you will not be going to Royals games downtown is overwhelming. We're on the cusp of a vote in April. How did the vote change in April? What happened with this shooting? How many people in Jackson County that don't live where the gangs are, how many of them are now saying, you know what? I think this is a bad idea. You live north of the river. You live out 
east by Lee Summit, all these different places you could be living in, in Jackson County. And you may now be saying, I don't think it's such a good idea to vote yes and put this ballpark downtown because I'm not sure I want to go. I had a guy send me an email. I saw it this morning. It came overnight, maybe either last night or early this morning. He said he was a group with a group of about 12 of his buddies that they have this regular thing they do or something, and they were all together yesterday or, or like yesterday evening, went out for a burger, whatever. About a dozen of them. He said, we're all about 50 years old. Every single one of us agreed we are done. We're not going back downtown. It's going to take something very special and a special plan to do it. If it's a special concert at T-Mobile, then maybe we'll go down, take an Uber, get dropped at the door, go to the game. You feel secure in the arena because they have security to get in. We feel secure inside a downtown ballpark if the Royals build it. That's not the problem. The problem is you just got out of a Royals game at 10-15, and you're walking four blocks to your car in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, yeah, no, probably not going to happen. I couldn't get Jessica to go down there now. I've got friends who are canceling their plans to go to the Big 12 tournament. Is it an overreaction? Of course. Of course it is. It's what we do. Big 12 tournament, for the most part, is contained right to one area that should be secure. But there's been shootings there too. And they're all gang related. They're all, it's the same profile every time, folks. And we can't say this out loud. Mayor Q couldn't say it. He had to shut a reporter down. When gang came up, shut the reporter down. When illegal guns comes up, shut the reporter down. Move on to the next question. They can't say it. They want the whole country by not identifying these young people and saying what this is. They've got the entire media apparatus across the country. Everyone in America thinks there was a terrorist in Kansas City. That's what they think. The world is reacting because the World Cup is coming. Media outlets, people with millions of followers on X, and fans all over the globe are like, hell no, we're not going to America to the World Cup. They think America's just full of terrorists and violence. And it is. That is a problem. In a way, we'd all feel safer if this was a lone gunman, wouldn't we? Use your head a little bit. This is a much bigger problem than a lone wolf, than a lone terrorist. Those things are horrible when somebody goes crazy and does that. This is worse. This is worse because this is just the latest. This was business as usual in Kansas City, folks. A 65-degree day in February, some gang member, somebody was going to shoot at another gang member. It was going to happen. It just happened because on this day, they went to a parade where they let you walk around with backpacks strapped to you. And I got my sawed-off or shortened AKA-style gun in the, in the bag, and he shot right through the bag, apparently. He never even pulled it out. He takes the bag off and just starts shooting through the backpack so you can't ever even see the gun. I mean, it's unbelievable, folks. This is a way bigger problem than any of the other problems. And we don't, we can't even talk about it. Our leaders can't even say the word gang. We can't talk about gang violence in Kansas City. And Kansas City is not unique, folks. This is everywhere. In every major city in America, gang violence is the root of the 183 murders we had last year. That's the root cause of it. That's the most of it. God only knows how many people get shot that don't die. It's way into the hundreds. We had 22 more on Wednesday. 22 people were shot because of gang violence, and they didn't die. So we don't see those stats. They only tell us how many died. So in this case, we're lucky. One died, 23 lived. And I think we're probably going to find out of the 23, many of them were gang members too. 
A lot of innocent people got hit, but there's no way gang members started shooting each other and didn't shoot other gang members. We need to identify the victims as they come as part of the problem. There should be investigations into victims that we're calling victims at this point. How many of them had guns? How many of the 22 that are in jail, we talk about juveniles, they say 11 kids, 11 of them were kids. Well, if you're 17, you're a kid. We've heard one of those apprehended was 14. Not shot, but apprehended. Do we even have the shooters? Do we have, I mean, is, is one of the wounded the person who killed Lisa Lopez Galvin? None of this is known. This was a gang shootout. And our officials can't even say it. They can't tell us the truth. If this was some white dude and they tie, could even remotely tie him to being registered as a Republican, oh my God, could you imagine the story going on in this country? I can't even fathom what it would be like. If this were an illegal alien, they'd want to sweep that under the rug, but that would get out. If somebody illegal, a gang member came across the border and did this, and hey, there may, still, there's 22 people in the hospital or being treated. Folks, they're gang members in that. That's not just 22 Chiefs fans, bystanders, and oh, the only bad guys involved in this dispute have all been apprehended. That didn't happen. Somebody got shot. Somebody got away. There's no way. We got reports of somebody saying a woman was screaming at these guys saying, not here, not now, it's not right, don't do it here. That a girl was trying to stop these guys from grabbing their guns and shooting each other. It's a, And then we're just going to call it a dispute. Okay. We're not serious, folks. We're not serious. And I'm dead serious when I talk about the Royals. And I don't, I don't know what's going on at Coffin Stadium or what they're thinking about their downtown vote and how this is going to go in April. It seemed like a slam dunk. It's just a continuation of the same tax. At this point, we don't have any financials of the rest of it, but we parked very close to where the new ballpark will be. We stood right there on the parade route. We were at 19th and Grand. We were right there on the parade route, 19th or 17th, I'll have to, 21st. Now I'm confused which exact street we were at. We were by that Sinclair station. You could see the Kansas City Star Printing Press building across the street from where we were. That's where the ballpark's going to be. We're standing right there. And, I mean... Fine, you can walk across to Power and Light. There's cool things to do there, whatever. I ain't walk in that neighborhood at night. There, it's just not going to happen. And I'm sorry, at least at this point, once you cross the loop and go south of it, it's different. I don't care what anybody says. You cross that loop from where T-Mobile Center is and Power and Light District, and it's different. And it's not like the Power and Light District hasn't had shootings. It has. What's the Big 12 going to look like here in a couple of weeks? Is it all just going to be forgotten? We're all good? I, I honestly, I don't know. I'm hearing from a lot of people, and maybe it's age. Maybe it's people in their 50s going, you know what? I've done it all. I've been to enough ball games. I've been to enough parades. I've been to enough things in my life. I'm not going back. I get it. And as you get older, you get a little more cautious about being in the right place. When you're young, you're Superman. You're invincible. Especially if you're a man. You think you can't be hurt. You think a car crash won't get you. You think nobody, you just... Guys are stupid. When we're young, full of testosterone and piss and vinegar, we think we're invincible. As you get older, you get just safer. And you don't like doing these things. I was thrilled to go to this parade. I've never, I've never done anything like that where I wasn't working. So I'm checking some boxes on some things that I'm doing in my life where I can go do them as everyone has done them my entire life while I was working. No complaint that I was working. It's my field of choice and it was 
great because you wind up up off the street in a condo somewhere on a deck hosting a radio show, watching a parade. It's a pretty cool deal, right? But to go experience it, I, it was going to be fun, man. It was a beautiful day. And as I mentioned on yesterday's podcast, my head was on a swivel all day. I just, I'm just mortified with what I see within our society. And then our leaders, they're not going to do anything about it. Here's what will work. We know this will work. We know this will clean up Kansas City. And of all people, the Royals should be pushing this. The Royals should be at the forefront with Mayor Q and everyone in Jackson County and Kansas City, Missouri. We need, it's not a gun law. These aren't gun laws. These are illegal guns. No law is going to stop these gangbangers from having these guns, okay? Here's what we need. We need stop and frisk. We do. There are just places in our country where we need this. You're carrying a backpack. This looks suspicious. I'm going to stop you and check you out. And if you get stopped by a cop and you're carrying a gun and you're 14 years old, you're going to juvie. We're hauling you off to jail. You're going to have a record. You're going to pay a price. So, so the norm isn't you just walk around with your backpack, which they do. It's an instant sign that you're a gang member. I'm packing. It's not just one little gun on my hip here. Look at this bag I'm carrying. Stop and frisk has worked in a gazillion places. You start putting police out there and they stop people that look suspicious and you can check them out to see if they have an illegal gun and charge them with possession if they do or drug possession or whatever. Guess what? They stop carrying their gun as often. That is just true. They use it more for defense where they live. They stay closer to home. They're not going to take it to the parade. Just, it's such common sense. Law enforcement, if we deploy this properly, we can fix this city, but not with Mayor Q and this poor police chief. I'm sure she believes what I'm saying right now, but she can't do it if the mayor doesn't tell her to do it or allow her to do it. They're just not serious. I'm really concerned about a downtown ballpark. I don't think, see, see the problem with Mayor Q coming out and shutting reporters down when they ask questions he doesn't like and moving on to a different question, which he did twice at the news conference on Thursday. The problem with him doing that is it exacerbates the problem. He doesn't want you to know how violent his city is. He doesn't want you to know how dangerous it is. He doesn't want you to know that 10, 11, 12-year-old boys, we see these pictures of these kids, these jihadists in the Middle East. You've seen them. 11-year-old boy with a gun. We're like, oh my God, they're teaching this kid to be a jihadist at age 11. It's happening here. It is not religious jihad. It's gangs. There's 11 and 12-year-old boys with guns. And they're teaching them to be a crip or a blood. Or this is your loyalty. This is the way it's going to be. And you got to get made. you got to go do something for us to accept you into this club. And now you feel like part of a family because there is no damn family. Because families are broken in this country. And these unserious leaders that we have in these cities, like Quentin Lucas, cannot... They won't tell the truth because they don't think we can handle it. But furthermore, they don't tell the truth because they don't want you to know it's his problem. He and people like him are the reason. I don't know, man, if I'm the Royals. I'm going through with the vote, I guess. Some votes swung. I think it'll still pass. I think, I think this story will fade. I think it'll fade. I think people won't be scared. It, it's human instinct to be scared at first and calm down later. 
And a lot of the Big 12 tournament is during the day, but this was during the day. Crowds will gather. There is no security into the power and light. They, they look at you, but there's no metal detectors. Or nothing like There will be guns inside power and light. There will be. And it'll be the same makeup of a crowd. It'll be a mostly suburban white crowd of older people down there to watch their alma mater. All their college grads going to go down there and watch their team. But there's going to be other people out for a good time. If the weather's nice, they're going to be all over the place down there. And you just don't know. If one gang member runs into another gang member that he's been looking for, you've got a problem if you're near that. They don't really want to harm you, but they really don't care if you're in the way. I'm, I'm, I'm just, ugh, I'm disgusted by what the news has been after this event. I am disgusted with the dishonesty of it all. The people out there like Nick Wright on Fox Sports 1. This little rich kid from Kansas City tries to act like he's super woke and thug and like he's some kind of, he you know, grows his hair and beard and dresses like, like he thinks he's some sort of gangbanger type and he's not. He's a spoiled ass rich kid that went to private schools. I mean, he's like the richest, wealthiest, white privilege ass guy you ever saw. Okay? That's who and what he is. He's on there telling the whole world, oh, our city's divided. We're segregated. We're so bad. The only the only thing he said that brings Kansas Cityans together is the Chiefs. Well, that's the biggest piece of crap lie ever. Then he goes on a tirade about gun laws and getting serious in his liberal policies. Idiot, Nick Wright. These guns were illegal. They're, the guns they're possessing are against the law. The laws are there. The kids can't have these guns. But they had them now, didn't they? It's enforcing the law. It's the same thing with illegal immigration. We have laws on the books. These people can't come in. It's against the law. We are not enforcing it. We don't have a problem with laws in this country. We have a problem with enforcing the laws by our elected leaders, and the voters don't give a damn. We don't care. Messages are never sent. You want to send a message to Kansas City, Missouri to clean up their act? Vote no in April on that stadium. Vote no. Send a message. We're too scared to go there. We don't think downtown's a really good idea because you're not serious about cleaning it up. I still think it'll pass. I I, I'm, I was overwhelmed with the number of you that said you're, well, now this is within the, you know, 36 hours after the shooting. They're saying, I'm not going to a Royals game. Now that thing's built. We're all going. The question is how often? Is it a once a year thing? What is it a, is it, predicated on who they're playing. There is no, the other discussion that's stupid, there's 850 police officers and sheriffs and FBI were on the scene. There is no stopping what happened. It can't be done. You can stop it inside the arena. You can have security at T-Mobile. You can have security at Kauffman Stadium or Arrowhead, and you can keep those guns from coming in. They would never have gotten into Arrowhead Stadium with those guns. They would not. And furthermore, uh, yeah, it's, people say, hey, we're going to Kenny Chesney this summer. I'm like, well, sh- no problem. We're going to Kenny Chesney. Well, I said, no, these people aren't going to pay money to get into a place and try to have a gang fight. They can do that on the street where they live. Okay, like even to get into the Arrowhead parking lot, gangbangers, there's, and there's some people come in and they've got some guns in their cars and things like that. You're not going to really see a gang shootout in the Arrowhead parking lot. It costs too damn much just to go park. And then if you're going to the game, it's too much money. That's, that's not it. Well, you could do this on the street for free. You got to use your head a little bit about where these things occur. This was a free place 
just yards from where we had another shootout a few weeks ago. And oh, by the way, they asked the cop, were there any other incidents? Yeah, over here at 23rd and Gillum or wherever it was, we had another shooting while the parade was going on. There was literally a shooting in the same zip code down the street from where the parade was. Take a crack at it. Do we want to think that was a gang shooting? Could somebody please ask the question, was that shooting gang related? Because while the parade was going on, there was another shooting a few blocks away. Nobody's talking about that one because there were no parade fans there. It's just not an uncommon occurrence, folks, and they can't say it. They just can't say it. All right, on to some lighter-hearted stuff brought to you by our friends at Cross Kitchens KC, Kansas City's remodeler. Tim Cross and his family are fantastic at what they do. They really do beautiful work in your home and make it a more livable place for you and your family. And ultimately, all we have is time. Spend it wisely. You spend most of your time at home. Why wouldn't your home be your castle? Cross Kitchens KC would love to work with you and your family about anything as small as, you know, redoing the countertops and cabinets or busting out walls and remodeling your home. CrossKitchensKC.com, 816-898-7047. Amini's Galleria this weekend. It's time to start thinking about outdoor furniture. You need some new patio furniture? Swing into Amini's and see what's possible at your home. Amini's got a lot of selections in stock available right away. They also have the wonderful ability to customize your outdoor furniture with exactly the colors and schemes and things that you want for everything that you do outdoors. R. Ashamini and his family have been in Kansas City since the 70s. These folks are really good at what they do. Yeah, we love their game room stuff, but the outdoor furniture, just the best. Aminis.com, 105th and Metcalf in Overland Park. And bstock.net, Chris and my friends over at bstock.net, they have a discount TV spotlight. This one's crazy. This is an 82-inch QLED Smart K, 4K TV. It's on display in the retail area. It's fully functional. But it is a B-stock. It's got some scratch and dent to it, but you can't really tell. Comes with all the accessories. This thing would be near $1,300 anywhere else. It is $749 at B-stock for an 82-inch Samsung Q60T. They've got scratch and dent specials, additional 25% off right now. They still have a limited quantity of the ice cream makers for $169. And they've got a 50-inch nanocell television that's over $500 at Best Buy, $199 for a 50-inch TV at bstock.net. That's perfect for your kid, your kid's room, a dorm room, whatever it may be, graduation present. Unbelievable. bstock.net, 14680 South Flaming Road. Fonnie Willis had quite a day on the stand in Fulton County, Georgia on Thursday. We're not going to recount everything that happened because you've seen the story, but I just love it. I can't not mention Fonnie Willis. We did a patron podcast on Fonnie Willis yesterday and had a blast with this. Because this just exposes how idiotic and corrupt and foolish all these people on the left are. Every time you peel back the onion on liberals, it's silliness. There's no depth. There's no content. There's nothing serious about these people. Fonnie Willis and her lover, Nathan Wade, stole money, basically misappropriated money by paying him and going on all these lavish vacations. They went on seven vacations in six months. Who does that? supposedly he paid for all of them. That's what the credit card receipts show. And she paid him back with cash, which there are no receipts. He was paid over $650,000 to come work the case against Donald Trump as a lawyer. Well, part of the deal was they were going to hump and they were going to travel and he was going to pay for it all with that money. So that's her 
taking taxpayer money, paying her lover boy, going on vacation, and because he's making so much now, he's paying for it. And now their scheme is, oh, I paid him back for my part. We had a $5,000 trip and I gave him $2,500 cash. No, we don't have receipts. No, I don't have bank records taking the money out. But I don't need no man. He's a companion. I don't need no man, she said. She told one of the lawyers, don't get cute with me. Literally one of the funniest. I mean, if this isn't the open to Saturday Night Live on Saturday night, I don't know what it is. If they can't, and I know they're left-leaning, but if you can't on the left just make fun of Fonnie Willis, Nathan Wade seems like a dude you'd have a beer with. I felt bad for him. He was sweating profusely. Like, he's like, oh, God, how did I get involved in this? I'm sitting here talking about my sex life, just sweating. And then she outed him. Apparently, when she first met him, she said they didn't have sex. But she said he had a medical issue. I, she mentioned cancer. Maybe he had prostate cancer and couldn't have sex for quite a while. Something like that. I mean, she outed him. And then she goes, I don't want to emasculate a black man. But she did emasculate a black man. Basically, she said, we weren't humping then because he couldn't hump. <laughs> what? I mean, this all happened in real time. Oh, my God. These people are crazy. The world is crazy. But at least we can laugh at this one. Although I'm certain with her there and the people in Fulton County, they're doing their part to have a dangerous city as well. Doing, making a lot of mistakes that we make here. No doubt. Uh, George Soros, you know who George Soros is. He is buying a huge portion of the debt of a radio company that we've mentioned many times here called Odyssey. They used to be Intercom. A-U-D-A-C-Y. They own 610 Sports Radio. They own KMBZ, AM and FM, 106.5 The Wolf, where the Chiefs play. I think Johnny Dare's station is part of that, The Rock. You get Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, and some other syndicated programming, but Odyssey a long time ago, they're very liberal. Odyssey is very liberal. They gave up on local conservative talk. That's when Pete Mundo and KCMO came along. They're owned by a different company called Cumulus. And so there is no local conservative programming from Odyssey, but there is a lot of syndicated programming. Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, in fact, 980 is almost all syndicated programming. George Soros is buying a huge portion of the debt of this company, which means he will not have complete controlling interest. He's not going to be the CEO, but it stands to reason George Soros in an election year is about to cancel conservative talk radio shows all over the country. This is hundreds and hundreds of stations, dozens and dozens of conservative talk stations in the Odyssey chain. And my suspicion is by the time August rolls around, George Soros will have shuttered these and they'll have programming changes at these radio stations. We will see. The simple thing for KMBZ would be to just simulcast on AM and FM what they're doing on the FM side. The FM side has no conservative talk. They have local shows over there that are very bland, overly dramatic, Milk toast, don't pick a side, basically is what they are. It's worked for them. Their ratings are excellent. But Kansas City needs community radio stations. That needs to happen. The question is, will they just flip a switch, dump Sean Hannity, dump Mark Levin, dump Joe Pags, and just put the regular local programming on AM as well? That'll be very interesting to see if that's what they do with all this money from George Soros in an election year. They don't worry about elections in Russia because Vladimir Putin has done what Joe Biden is trying to do and what, by the way, Zelensky does. Zelensky and Putin are both very good at jailing their opponents. Now, we're doing this in America. We have jailed Trump's officials. Many Trump officials have been jailed. 
Jeffrey Epstein died in jail. He was a political opponent, I think, of a lot of people in high places. Would we all agree with that? That he was political opposition? That Jeffrey Epstein was a liability for people in power? Big Democrats, Bill Clinton? We, we agree with that. We all, everybody would agree with that. He died in jail. Trump officials are being jailed. They're trying to jail Donald Trump so he can't run in November. Well, this is what they do in Ukraine. This is what Vladimir Putin does in Russia. He had long since jailed a man named Alexei Navalny. Alexei Navalny was in a uh, Moscow prison until December. They decided that's not good enough. We're going to send you off to a bad winter. They sent him to some small outpost in a prison north of the Arctic Circle. <laughs> he went out for a walk, apparently, to get some exercise and died. He's dead, according to reports. He was the main opposition leader in Russia to Vladimir Putin. He was jailed for corruption and extremism. Well, what do they say about Trump? Corruption and extremism. What does Zelensky do in Ukraine? He has jailed seven political opponents for corruption and extremism because you can't prove or not prove it. You don't have to. You just say this person's corrupt and they're extreme. We're putting them in jail. And so that's what Putin did with Navalny, who has millions of supporters and followers, and he's now dead. He's no longer a threat. And Putin has sent a message to all of his political opponents. Not only will I jail you, I'll kill you. You will die in prison. Even if they didn't really kill him, even if he just got locked out or something was out in the cold for too long, God only knows what may have happened to this man. But he's gone. And we think of this as Russia, or we think of it as Ukraine, or we think of it as Middle Eastern countries. We're doing this. We're at the beginning stages of learning how to do it as well as Putin and Zelensky and the Biden and Obama people want to do this. This is all they want to do. They want to jail conservatives. They've jailed the January 6th conservatives. They've jailed Trump officials. Jeffrey Epstein, I don't think we'd call him a conservative, but he was definitely someone who was a threat to the hard left and the liberals in charge, and he died in jail. There are similarities everywhere, folks. We're doing this here. We're doing this. We've become them. As we become global in one world, we start acting like the rest of the world. It's on. Navalny is dead. They're going to make a big deal of this. This is just not a surprise. Putin is a thug and a murderer and a dictator and a tyrant. He's all those things. He is all those things. But I don't think he's a conqueror. I don't think he's got any interest in invading NATO countries. He can't defeat Russia, uh, Ukraine. He can't defeat Ukraine in two years. How in the world is he going to go into Germany or Poland and defeat them when NATO forces come in? <laughs> come on. Come on. Nobody's got it better than Vladimir Putin. He's president forever. He's living the life he always wanted to live. He doesn't need Poland or Germany or a NATO country. He wants back the Russian people that live in Ukraine. He wants them as part of his country. At this point, give it to him. Stop the fighting. Who cares? This doesn't involve the rest of us. Certainly doesn't involve NATO, and it really doesn't involve the United States. Crazy. CNN is following Paramount Global. We saw the layoffs earlier this week at CBS News. They lost 20% of their workforce. CNN is planning, according to reports, $50 million annually in anchor salary cuts. $50 million they can slash by cutting pay. Anderson Cooper, this is unbelievable. Nobody watches these shows. They get like 500 and some thousand viewers a night. That's it. 
out of 330 million people, they get one in 600. One in every 600 people are watching CNN. (laughs) Oh my God. Anderson Cooper makes $20 million a year to do a show nobody watches. Wolf Blitzer, $15 million. He has no talent. Jake Tapper speaks through his nose. Jake Tapper talks through his nose like Laura Ingram. We just put him on TV. We got all these nasal voices. I speak right up here in my nasal. Jake Tapper, $8.5 million a year. There's a long laundry list of these anchors and what they make up at Breitbart. If you want to go check it out, it's pretty cool. And they're going to slash $50 million worth of these clowns that make way too much money. At the same time, Breitbart listed 26 stories that over the last five years or so have been wrong or hoaxes on CNN and have not been corrected or apologized for, starting with Jesse Smollett and his hoax, the NASCAR news hoax, the Russia hoax. Oh, remember the horse whippings at the border? (laughs) It's awesome. Go to Breitbart today and check that story out. There are 26 stories. They all have links. 26 CNN stories that were hoaxes that they made up and put on and have never corrected or apologized for. And they're paying these anchors all this money to lie to us. They wonder why nobody's watching and they have no credibility. Sports Today brought to you by North Kansas City Dental online at nkcdental.com. Dr. Bill Bush would like to be your dentist or a member of his team be your dentist. They're great conservatives. They're huge sports fans. It's a wonderful brand new big office in North Kansas City in a great place to go to the dentist maybe and have lunch the same day or whatever, meet some friends. They've got an office in Westwood, Kansas as well. nkcdental.com for your regular dental care. The Blue Moon Hotel in Manhattan would love to book your stay this spring for any event, whether it's a reunion, uh, wedding plans, you got invited to an event, maybe you have a baseball, softball, or soccer tournament in Manhattan this summer. Blue Moon Hotel loves groups. They love sports groups. bluemonthotel.com. they got a great restaurant in there, Goolsby's Indoor Entertainment Center. It's a lot of fun. If you get rained out one day at your ball tournament, at least you got a place to go in there and the kids can get the batting cages, the golf simulator, the duck pin bowling, all that cool stuff's right in there at the Bluemont Hotel online at bluemonthotel.com. And don't forget to swing by Goolsby's inside the Bluemont Hotel. And Gary Joslin and his team at Joslin's Jewelry would love to see you on Saturday. Saturday's their big day. Remember, they are non-commissioned. They've got gifts under 100 bucks, or you can spend thousands on the most beautiful diamonds anywhere in the Kansas City area. It is Joslin's Jewelry, the personal touch. They are proud to be old school. They really do things in a very old-fashioned way. At Joslin's, 95th and Antioch, the jeweler you'll recommend to your friends and family. College basketball, Kansas is on the road again. Now, Bill Self has had five days to get his team in order. It looks like Kevin McCullough is going to play. We don't know if McCullough is going to play the entire game, but he practiced a little on Thursday, and if he doesn't have a big setback on Friday with pain or anything, he'll play at Oklahoma on Saturday. That helps. That helps a lot. From what I saw with Kansas' attitude in the game on Monday, it may help just having him in the lineup thinking, okay, at least we have a chance to win. They look like a team that didn't think or know they had a chance to win the other night. That was maybe the most alarming part of that thing with the Jayhawks playing at Texas Tech. But McCullers back. That should give him a little shot in the arm, even if he doesn't play great or play the whole game. Hunter Dickinson said we did basically did nothing this week but work on defense. So I think Monday was the breaking point for Bill Self. I think 
I think he got to a point where he said he knew all year we're not going to be a great three-point shooting team and our easy baskets will be in transition. We got some guys that can run the floor a little bit, but the teams are getting back on us and we're not getting as many easy buckets in transition. So since they weren't getting those, I think Bill Self has now realized we have to we have to be the team that makes you play bad. All right, that's not typically Self's had teams like that. He's done this and he's great at it because at his core, he's a great defensive coach. He is a great defensive coach. Over the last few years, he's evolved into the high-scoring, run-and-gun, let's-go, shoot threes, you know, get a fast-break basket, a dunk, or a three. I don't want anything else, which is the way you play the game. He's done the right way. He's had tremendous success. There is no criticism here. He's doing the right thing. He's now looking at his team, and if they spent the whole week working on defense after watching that offensive performance on Monday night, He's basically said, the only way we're beating these teams on the road is to go in there and win 58-55. And we're going to try. We're going to try. We're going to defend. We're going to defend our tails off and make the other team play poorly. They were unable to do that with Texas Tech on Monday night. But I think he's come to the point at least to realize on the road and maybe neutral side NCAA tournament, we're not going to be some sort of show pony here. We're not going to be a thoroughbred. We're not going up and down the court and going to look like secretariat running around out there. That's not us. We got to make the other guys play bad. And they will uh they will give that a go. I think that's a very interesting strategy. I think that's probably the right thing to do. Not necessarily at home. They've looked beautiful at home at times, but on the road, ugly. Caitlin Clark at the University of Iowa scored 49 points on Thursday night against Michigan to bring her point total to 3,569 points in her college career. That sets an NCAA record. But did you know all this hullabaloo? It is not the all-time scoring record. It's the all-time NCAA record. Now, if you're my age, I, yeah, I grew up in Mission. The NCAA building, I could walk to it. It was three blocks from my house. The NCAA did not sanction women's basketball until 1982. What? The, it, women's basketball was in something called AIAW. That was their sanction until 82. Lynette Woodard, the Kansas great from 77 to 81, scored 3,649 points in her illustrious career, but the NCAA today won't recognize it. In 1982, when the NCAA started, they did recognize Lynette Woodard as the all-time leading scorer in their books when they first started. At some point, they removed her and said, oh, we're only going with NCAA records. We're, we're not going to have the AIAW records. Well, this is a joke. She didn't play for Morningside College. This is the University of Kansas, for crying out loud. Lynette Woodard has 80 more points still than Caitlin Clark. Nobody knows that. Nobody said that. They celebrated a bogus record. I'm sorry they did. I don't, I, I, I would, ref, look, KU in men's basketball won some things called a Helms title back in the day, in the 1920s or whatever. I don't recognize that as a national title. That's just me. But 1981, Lynette Woodard at the University of Kansas has 80 more points than Caitlin Clark. She ain't there yet. Caitlin Clark needs to stay healthy a couple more games. She's going to need three more games probably to top that, although she scored 49 last night. So maybe only two more games. To top that, she averages 32 a game. She didn't break the record, folks. She hasn't broken it yet. I'm sorry. I'm sticking with that. Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred. God, you know, some people in sports, you want to talk about self-absorbed. We talk about narcissists and self-absorbed people. 
Rob Manfred came out and they were talking about the new Nike jerseys. The new jerseys this year are the ones they wore in the All-Star game last year. They're more casual. They're quote-unquote performance wear. The players will enjoy wearing them more, but they don't look as good. They just don't. They don't look as major league. Whatever. This is not something I'm too concerned about. Uh, I just I just am not. I've always known that baseball uniforms are terribly uncomfortable. They've always been uncomfortable. The ball players have always complained about them. The second the game's over, they untuck them because that big, heavy fabric is tucked down into the pants, and they've got all these uniform codes and stuff. So Nike's trying to help them out and create something more performance-relatable, but they definitely look more like Little League jerseys. Whatever. They're talking about that and other issues in the start of the season, and spring training is underway, and Manfred announces that he's retiring. He's no longer going to be commissioner of baseball after 2029. <laughs> what? He says, yeah, I'll be 70 then. That's probably enough. There's only so much fun you can have in your life. I need to go have it. Dude, you have more money than you could ever spend. If you're thinking about retiring in five years and you've got all that money, maybe you should retire now. Or let somebody else take it and just stay on as consultant or whatever. I love people who announce their retirement five years from now. That takes a lot of sack, doesn't it? Step up in front of media and say, I'm retiring in five years. Nuts. Our final final is brought to you by Window World, simply the best for less. Online at windowskansascity.com. Spring is around the corner. It's a great time to see about repairing and replacing the windows in your home. Sometimes it's just wood rot. You can get a wood rot person to come in there, but sometimes your windows are shot and you got to replace them. Windowskansascity.com, 816-799-0820. That is Window World, simply the best for less, the official windows of your champion Kansas City Chiefs. The Finch Knife Company is online at finchknifeco.com, available at Shields, Bullet Hole, and Teague Tractor in the Kansas City area. Check them out. Also, that sweet little store in Lecompton now has Finch Pocket Knives, or you can order online. Every series ever made, available at finchknifeco.com. Keep life from getting dull. And ticketsforless.com, your promo code is KKHI. You want to go to Allen Fieldhouse? You want to go to the Big 12 Tournament? You're thinking about opening day at the K, March 28th? Call 685-3322. You can call a personal concierge. Have them choose the seats that you like. Don't forget to mention the podcast. They'll discount 5 to 15%. Or if you do it online at ticketsforless.com, promo code KKHI always, always saves you money on any order ever at ticketsforless.com. Pretty cool. All right, here we go. Our final final is about a man who was playing golf on a beautiful day in Southern California. And he got to the 18th hole, and he was playing pretty well. And everybody in his group was pretty excited to see him out there playing. He's been through a lot. He'd had some injuries and setbacks and not feeling great and all these things. He's got his approach shot to the green. He's quite a ways out, maybe 180 yards. And he shanks it off the hosel into a tree. Goes about 50 yards, almost straight to the right. Complete and total shank. Doesn't sound like much of a story, does it? Because you've played golf or you know about golfers, and that happens every single day. But not to a player named Tiger Woods. And that's what happened to Tiger on his last hole yesterday at Riviera Country Club at the uh, what is formerly known as the L.A. Open. He's the host of this tournament because he grew up in L.A. So he plays in it. He's back playing. He shot 72. There's nothing wrong with that. He drove a par 5-2 and two at one point. There were plenty of good shots in his bag. 
but to see Tiger just flat out shank a golf ball like the rest of us was absolutely shocking. I mean, truly. He's a celebratory golfer at this point, but he is to be celebrated because he's the greatest we've ever seen. He's, he's the Patrick Mahomes to Tom Brady. Jack Nicklaus has more titles than Tiger, but he couldn't do with a golf ball what Tiger Woods could. Every generation, you just get better and better and better. So that's a perfect, I think I, that's, I crushed it right there. That's perfect. Mahomes and Tiger are the same. Brady and Jack Nicklaus are the same. That's, an, that's, an, that's the easiest possible way to explain the hierarchy in golf. That's where we are, but Tiger shanked it on Thursday. Thank you so much for hitting the play button at Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, and thank you to all of you that sent emails over the last couple days about the podcast. I was really worried about the podcast on Thursday when I hit send. I'm like, did I do the right thing here? And so many of you were just gracious enough, very short emails. Hey, keep it up. Great work. Nice podcast. Thank you so much to all of you. I appreciate that. You're clearly spreading the word. We're over 65,000 followers to the podcast now. It's just incredible. Thank you. We're making a real impact in Kansas City. People are taking note of the things that you believe in, the things that I believe in. We have to continue honest discussions about real issues. We cannot let media bury things. We cannot let our leaders ignore the real problems and not discuss them. It is dangerous for all of us to ignore the real problems. I don't like using the term root cause or anything like that. Identify the problem. The problem with what happened at Union Station on Wednesday was gang violence in Kansas City. That's the problem. The story is not about guns. It's not about terrorism. It's not about whether or not you can have a parade. It's not about was there enough security. It's none of that. The problem is gang violence, and we are not doing anything to stop it in this town. We have record murder rates, and much of it, majority of it, is gang-related. And we've got to get serious about that. If our leaders can't even step up to microphones in a news conference and even mention it, and then they're asked about gangs and they change the subject, how in the world are they going to fix it? Anyway, thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has been presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC and is produced by Crooked Tail Media. Please hit the like or follow button wherever you listen or give us a review. For premium content podcasts and weekly newsletter, join as a patron at kkhasissues.com for as little as $5 a month. Support all our sponsors and other conservative businesses at the kklist.com. This has been a production of Cricket Tail Media Incorporated.